Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. When I first started this podcast, a listener reached out to me and said, I love the name Crunchy. It makes me laugh. Where did you come up with that? And I realized then that not everybody really knows what Crunchy means, or it's kind of a way of poking fun at myself. You know, I'd been called by my friends, the Crunchy Mom, for so long um, before people really knew what Crunchy meant or what granola meant. Um, the, the Crunchy is kind of like a play on the old granola mom or hippie mom. And when I first be- became, you know, I guess a Crunchy mom or when I got into this world, it was actually before I even had kids. So I wasn't really a mom, but I was I was Crunchy in my own right already and Crunchy with kids because I owned a company called um, Whole Heart and Shop Whole Heart was my, my website. And I was selling developmentally appropriate products to um, moms and babies, but they were all organic, non-toxic, and fit the crunchy lifestyle. And this was way back in probably... 2009, maybe 2010, somewhere around there. Um, so long before I had my kids, long before Amazon Prime, long before um, a lot of the the research and things started to be more mainstream, and moms started to go, "Wow, I didn't really even know that you know Bath and Body Works was cancer causing, and I didn't know that." plastic diapers could, um, you know, cause endocrine disruptions in my kids. And we didn't know about the gender bender list. And I'll, I'll get into that as well. Or the, the value of breastfeeding for emotional well-being of children. I mean, there's just a lot of research that I think has surfaced. And I, I think that it was al- already there. I mean, some of the things that Crunchy Moms some of the ideas that Crunchy Moms subscribe to, they're not new. These are like ancient practices and and knowledge. It just has become mainstream. And this episode is really about um, the difference between being a Crunchy Mom versus a Caring Mom. And it's going to sound as though I'm, I'm being judgmental, and that's because I am. <laughs> um, I'm kind of tired of there being like groups and subgroups of moms and having to identify myself as crunchy, quote unquote, when I don't necessarily think of myself as crunchy. I just fucking care. Like, um, I'll give you an example. I went to um, a mom's meetup when I first moved to Bozeman and um, all of the moms at the table, by the way, I was really excited about going to this event. I was like, oh, I'm brand new to Bozeman. I don't really know anyone. I find this mom group. I'm going to go meet some ladies and we're all going to become like lifelong friends and everything's going to be great. And when I showed up, they were all super friendly and super nice, right? But they were chatting about how they don't care to check the ingredients on what they feed their kids. My kid, it was like the joke, my kid eats processed foods and they're fine. It's okay. And then, yeah, about, you know, getting vaccinated and double boosted and, oh, I can't wait till I can vaccinate my infant and, um, you know, carrying the child and, and, and carriers. And they stayed there like the whole like two hours that we were there. Like, I just, I don't relate to that. And, and they were all laughing about how great this, um, YouTube show is that their kids are quote unquote addicted to. And they were laughing like, oh, hell yeah, I get so much work done. Like I just turn it on and she'll sit there for hours. She doesn't pay any attention to me or anything else. And they're all laughing. And I was like, oh, these are not my people. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, we, there's such a stigma to like, don't be judgmental or don't judge or whatever. Fuck that. We all judge. Okay. If you're walking down the street and some dude comes and grabs a lady's purse and takes off with it, we judge that person. That person is a criminal and they deserve to be in jail. I'm not going to have that person over for dinner. I don't want to meet that person. They suck, right? That's a bad human. Um, we're at the park and you know, you, you hear a woman yelling obscenities and screaming and cussing at her children, you judge and you may go, wow, okay, maybe she's having a bad day. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. But there are also times where you're like, that might just not be my friend. Like maybe that's just not someone that person seems very angry. Right. Um, so we all judge and judging is what keeps our social circles healthy, but also our mental and emotional health, um, is in check because we're not just, collecting friends because we're, we're adults, we're grownups. We choose friends. We don't collect friends. We choose people wisely that are like-minded and share common goals and that, um, fuel us to be our best selves and don't hold us back or distract us from living the life that we want to live. Right? So judging is good. So if you're someone, one of those people that says, I don't judge, get off your soapbox. Yes, you do. We all do. And it's a beautiful thing, but I'm kind of tired of the subgroups of moms feeling like they have to identify as crunchy when really we just have a lot of information that we're happy to share. And we share our information, not out of like, we know it better or we know it best, but because we genuinely care about children and about helping moms. I know if I was a mom and I was using plastic diapers and some crunchy mom was like, hey, by the way, did you know that there's carcinogens and neurotoxins in those diapers and the materials that are in those diapers can actually cause endocrine disruptions, fertility issues later in life. Your son could potentially have smaller balls, lower testosterone, soft breasts as he matures and develops. And it's actually um, connected to, um, you know, some learning disabilities as well in those plastic diapers. I would not be like, oh my God, you're just one of those crunchy moms. Leave me alone. Like keep your advice to yourself, which by the way, ladies, I hear from these people all the time. Like, don't give unsolicited advice. No, forget that. Like, fuck that. If I have information about something that I know is harming children, I want to share it. And I don't think that that's bad. I don't think that we need to be like, well, I'm crunchy and I'm not. It's not about that. Like, let's be real. Disposable diapers that are like pampers and huggies and all of those, they're very bad for babies. I'm not judging you as a mom when you don't know, but when you know that information and you don't make a change, there's a problem. Some women say, well, we can't afford it. Okay, then you're doing the best that you can. We can still be friends. But if you know and you can afford a different option and you just don't because you know, like whatever, I have a problem with that. The information is out there, okay? We know that screen time before the age of two is incredibly detrimental to children's development. In fact, we know that screen time at any age, more than um, you know, a minimal amount each day, is detrimental to child development. So when you know that and you've done the research and you still choose to put your child in front of the TV for four, five, six hours a day, I judge you. And I don't think that we relate very well to each other. Um, when you know that breastfeeding helps with, um, emotional development and parent child bonding and helps build the immune system and builds brain development and builds empathy and attachment and, um, is directly correlated to, um, you know, decreased violence in cultures, um, improved eyesight, but you know, more learning, um, I'm sorry, more confidence in schools, higher IQ, higher emotional IQ. When the information is out there, 
and you choose to formula feed out of convenience, um, didn't give it an effort, I have a problem with that. Now, some women can't breastfeed. I had a good friend that she said, I mean, she's got medications that are in her body. She couldn't breastfeed. I have another friend who had implants that, that um, were not put in correctly. She can't breastfeed. Some people say, I can't because I'm, I'm working and she, you know, if I get her on the breast, I'm worried she won't take a bottle. Like some people have different reasons and I totally hear all of that. But I do have a problem if the information is out there and you haven't even given it a try or you use the cop-out excuse, well, I'm not a crunchy mom. Well, get over it. I don't think that we need to divide ourselves and do crunchy or not crunchy or I'm not like-minded or we have different views. No, the information is readily available regarding holistic practices, regarding the dangers of medication, the health benefits of avoiding processed foods and sugars and choosing whole plant-based options as much as possible, organic produce, avoiding household cleaners because they are highly toxic and cause cancer. The information's out there. And when you just don't choose those things because it's just not convenient, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And I think that this podcast kind of, you know, was inspired, I guess, by a woman who reached out to me on Facebook and said some really, really mean things. And I'm not even going to give her any more power by mentioning like her name or the words that she used, because again, that gives her too much power. But she came at me like, you know, you're sharing information that's unsolicited and unnecessary and you're not qualified to give advice and blah, 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 blah. And rather than just like spit my credentials at her, that doesn't really, that doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to argue with this woman. She has no clue what she's talking about. She doesn't know me. She's never met me. She was just upset because I commented on a woman's page who was seeking homeschool support and advice and she was looking for an online program. Her children were five and seven. An online program for that age is simply not appropriate and unless it's severely limited, meaning like a an hour-long YouTube or an hour-long like virtual main lesson, something like that. But then the other development or the other enrichment needs to be done throughout the day. But otherwise, like I would not recommend an online program for a five and a seven-year-old, like never. And so I just commented and said, did you know that online education or virtual education can be detrimental to development? Happy to take a phone call with you and offer some more support. I don't care if the woman's a Waldorf mom or not. I'm not going to spit Waldorf to people who don't subscribe to that pedagogy because it's such a unique way of learning and doing. And it's a lifestyle and it's like truly like a, a, a spiritual and mindful commitment. It's not for everybody. But I would like to offer support and and hopefully discourage people from taking the virtual learning route, which is detrimental. And I think that we need to be more open to hearing things that maybe we're not aware of instead of just kind of rolling our eyes or being like, oh, I'm not a crunchy mom or that's what the hippie moms do or wearing your babies is for the, the granola mom. It's not. Wearing your baby increases bonding, decreases violence and crying and, and improves brain development and increases their vocabulary because they're, they are chest to chest with babies. So their physiological development starts to match the mother's development. Their vocabulary improves because they are right next to the mother's voice and observing her tone and her vocabulary and her language patterns and her sentence structures. That is very important. And when, you know, if your baby is in a carrier, you're carrying your baby around two, three hours a day. I don't judge you. But if somebody were to ask me like, hey, what's better? There is a better option. And it's not an opinion. It's research-based 
wearing your baby 100% is scientifically proven to be a better option than a plastic carrier where a baby is chin to chest for X amount of the day. We use carriers for strolling, you know, long walks for, you know, car seats in the back of the car. Even when you're grocery shopping, getting the baby out and wearing the baby while you're walking around the store is a better option. And it's not about me versus you. It's about having information that needs to be out there that we should all be sharing with one another and being open to receiving that information. Like when I go into someone's house and they have Febreze and perfumey candles and plugins from Bath and Body Works, I judge you. And I might say, hey, any chance you can take the cancer-causing plug-in out while I'm here, it gives me a massive headache. My ki- my friends usually are like, oh shit, I'm sorry, I know you get a headache. Well, I get a headache because I'm not used to it because my home is is scented with essential oils and diffusers and Palo Santo or sage and, and burning herbs. Like those are things that we do to make our house smell better and get rid of like funky odors. Cause let's be real. I got two boys. They fart all the time and it smells like hell. Um, and it definitely affects like the way that, that the house smells and we have food and compost and food sometimes stinks, but I'm not going to go and get a plug-in from Bath and Body Works that I know is a gender bender. And you might be wondering, okay, what the hell is a gender bender? What is she talking about? There's a list of chemicals that you can find online that are considered the gender bender compounds, sulfates, phthalates, um, preservatives, additives, food dyes. These are all things that have been, again, scientifically proven to affect the endocrine system and have been theorized to be why we have so many gender confused persons. And some people say, well, no, I just identify this way. You might because your testosterone has been blocked from the plastics and the phthalates and the sulfates. And a lot of men are no longer broad, you know, chested and wide back with narrow hips. Some men, you can actually look at evolutionary charts and see the decrease of of their shape. See, the the belly fat is kind of increased, the softer chest, you know, where they almost resemble breasts, like the, like the moves, like the man boobs, um, hips widening a little bit, really skinny legs, uh, less facial hair. Some men can't grow a beard and they don't know why it's testosterone. We have higher incidences of, um, erectile dysfunction disorders. We have higher increases, a 25 to 30% increase in fertility issues for women. And I talked to a fertility specialist about it. And I said, what's the deal? Why do I have so many friends that are struggling getting pregnant, including myself? I struggled for three years. And he said, 100%, it's you 80s babies and 90s babies who were like just crammed full of vaccines and plastic dinners, processed foods, food dyes, um, all of the different soaps and perfumes and fragrances and all of that, like, sorry to tell you, but that causes fertility issues, um, polycystic ovarian um, syndrome, all of these things. And so when I know this and I want to share this with all of you and, and, and the listeners and on my blog and things, it shouldn't be received like, oh, that person's just not a good fit for me. That's a crunchy mom. It needs to be, oh shit. She's spitting some scientific fucking evidence right now, and we need to look into this. And I never cite my sources because, to be completely honest, I don't know how I know this stuff or where I know this stuff. I have just gone down the rabbit hole since 2009. I think my first book that I read was, um, I think it was The Honest Child, or no, The Honest Life by Jessica Alba, The Honest Life. And then from there, it was 
the other baby book. And then there was like a green, green pediatrician book. I can't remember the name of it, but I read all the time. I read the blogs. I read the books. I listen to the podcast. I am constantly researching for healthiest options and holistic care and holistic approaches to this life that, that we love because I am not going to do something for my children and for my family that may or may not be toxic and just be like winging it. You know, like I'm not going to wing it when it comes to cancer. Number one, because I worked on the hematology and oncology unit for four years. I've seen what cancer does. It's not a fucking walk in the park. It's miserable. It breaks up families. It is painful and hard. And I so many times would see a family whose child was just diagnosed with a brain tumor at five weeks old or, you know, a neuroblastoma at five or a glioma, which is a hand-shaped tumor around a fetus. And if that doesn't blow your mind and you don't go, what? How can a fetus get cancer? Oh, it happens. Babies these days are born with cancer. And if you know that information and you don't try to make some changes in your life, then we're probably not going to be friends. And we need to just stop identifying as crunchy or not crunchy or no, I'm just a mainstream mom or no, I just, you know, I do whatever gets by or there's this like, we're just surviving. Okay. And there's just complete chaos in the family. I don't respect that. Like I just have a really hard time because I want to go, do you just ignore the information? Do you not know? Are you interested in knowing what's better for kids? Okay. We know that fluorescent light is traumatic for some children. It causes behavioral discord for some kids. But yet the public schools all have fluorescent lights and, and, and closed. We know that um, some fabrics have, they come with a warning label because it says like warning could be toxic. Um, you know, gassing can cause, you know, whatever. A lot of this stuff comes from California because they've started to label some of the products that are made there. How can you buy something that comes with a toxic label? I don't, I don't even understand that. It makes no sense to me, uh, why people would do this. And, and, and again, just to, to reiterate crunchy or caring, right? Um, I think that there's like an extreme in everything. And I think the goal needs to be moderation. Like, I mean, God forbid, like my kid has, you know, some pizza, but it's going to be pizza and fruit, right? Um, And it may not be organic fruit if I'm in a crunch and I just run into the store and grab something, but it's going to be fruit. It's not going to be Pop-Tarts, you know, Um, because I I value health and I value um, holistic approaches to things. There are so many times, for example, that I wanted to put my son Cannon on medication, but everything in my gut was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He's spicy. He's he's kind of ragey sometimes. He's definitely got an attitude. And sometimes I struggle with how to relate to this kid and how to understand him and how to help him because he just seems sometimes all over the map. And I'm constantly just making excuses for him saying, he's just tired. He's just tired. He's just tired. Why is he not getting good sleep? Well, lo and behold, after like seeing nine different doctors trying to figure out what's going on with this kid, He's got enlarged um, adenoids and he can't breathe. And so he's kind of always on edge. And when he gets his adenoids taken out and he's able to get a full night's sleep for the first time in like six and a half years, he's probably going to be okay. I may see really big behavior changes. 
I noticed immediately when I changed his diet, there was a big change. There are things that I've been doing to work with him, but I was not going to go the medication route. And had I been one of those mothers that was like, well, my doctor said he needs Ritalin, so we're just going to do it and just give it to him and disrupt his natural you know, ability to regulate his emotions and his feelings and the chemical balance in his brain, I'd be two years in and would never even know that his tonsils were enlarged because I would have never even gone that route. But instead, I kept thinking there's something going on. There's got to be something physical. What is up with this kid? Something's off. And thank God there was something physically or anatomically malformed and they're able to fix it. And I'm hoping to God that it changes some of that behavior before I go that route. So many people rush out to the clinics and they get the COVID testing and they get the COVID vaccine and the booster and all of that. It's causing children's hearts to blow up, to explode. Okay. Swelling and explosion, heart attacks for six-year-olds. If you rushed to get your child the vaccine that has not been approved and in fact has been proven ineffective, needing a booster, does not protect you from COVID, but only reduces the symptoms and has lifelong detrimental or possibly fatal effects, and you still signed up and was like, sign me up, give me my booster, I don't respect you. I'm sorry. I have no, like, weak, I don't. I'm like at a loss for words. I don't get it. I truly do not get it. If you have the information, you're either completely ignoring it or you're scared to admit that some changes need to be made because it's inconvenient. It's like that documentary that was out years ago, The Inconvenient Truth on like global warming and all of that. I thought that was such a brilliant title because the truth is very inconvenient Having to go to the farmer's market or go to the organic, you know, section of your store and buy only what's organic or, you know, travel the extra 15 minutes to the store that has healthier options for your kids, going to Trader Joe's where you know that the options are, you know, pre-cut and, and clean and don't contain a lot of chemicals. Maybe it's inconvenient, but it's better for your family. Maybe it's inconvenient to eat healthy to avoid getting sick and to naturally boost your immune system. Maybe breastfeeding is inconvenient because you have to pump if you're going to go back to work. Um, You know, cloth diapering, definitely inconvenient. I dealt with it for three years um, when my kids were little. It's inconvenient. It is. You, You have to rinse out the poop. You have to attach a handle to the back of your toilet. You have to, um, you know, sometimes like you get reusable wipes. There can be some, some additional blowouts. You got to pack a wet dry bag. But when I looked at what plastic diapers not only do to the environment, the cost for the family and the detriment to a child's health being in plastic dioxin and neurotoxin filled diapers for two to three years at a time, it was a no brainer to me. It was not something that I was going to budge on. And I feel that strongly about a lot of things. And again, I'm just tired of being called crunchy. I'm, I want to be called caring. This could be the whole heart caring parent podcast because I think people, once they go down the rabbit hole and they get all of the information about what, what crunchy really means and what being a holistic parent really means, it's not trendy. The, this is not, these are not trends. These are 
ancient practices, swaddling your baby, wearing your baby, talking to your baby, singing to flowers, nurturing the soil, getting in touch with nature by being barefoot, which has actually been scientifically proven to strengthen your gait and your feet and your posture. Um, Chewing crunchy, hard, whole foods like raw broccoli and raw cauliflower and, and those things actually strengthens your jaw, expands your jaw, makes your teeth stronger and, and healthier. These are research-based things that we've been doing for years, uh, not years, centuries as humans that have supported healthy development rather than the, the latest and greatest, which hinders healthy development. And if we want to be our best selves and be reach our highest potential in mind, body, and soul, we can't ignore the facts anymore and just claim well, that's, that's not really that easy. And I like to sit my kid in front of YouTube all day because I can get some stuff done. I've been there and trust me, they watch a video or two when I'm trying to get something done, but I will never use the TV as a babysitter. I may use a puzzle or Play-Doh, or outside time. I have definitely locked my children outside and told them you cannot come inside until my meeting is over. But they're outside and they're playing and they're being resourceful and they're, they're, they're problem solving and they're being innovative and using their imagination. That's valuable. And I'm still able to get some things done. It's just kind of lazy parenting to just be in the car and immediately hand your child an iPad or immediately hand them a phone to look at. That's not cool. What children need is for us to model being okay with silence, being okay with boredom, finding ways to entertain our minds and our bodies creatively, sitting together in silence and just communicating. Like, why is that not an option anymore? Why don't we tell our children stories while we're driving in the car instead of constantly looking for an app that could read a story reads a story to my child i want an app that will entertain my child an app that has games an app that teaches letters it just it, it's ridiculous we have to move away from the latest and greatest and get back to our roots and look at being a parent as a right a beautiful divine right that we have um, is creating life But in creating life, we also have a duty to protect and serve that life and technology and, you know, preservatives and additives and vaccines and all that junk that is unfortunately a part of our mainstream culture. It has to go. It has to stop. We got to get back to our roots. I think the first time that I was just absolutely like, oh my God, where's the world headed? This was way back in maybe like 2014, 2015. I got an email about a new Pampers product that was going to have a device in the diaper to alert the mother virtually when her child was wet. And I went, oh, hell no. Hell no. This cannot be true. A mother should know her child is wet by the sound of their cry. By holding them and knowing that they're wet. By watching them squirm, she knows he's about to poop. That is parent-child bonding. That is attachment parenting. We can't ignore that and just be like, oh, I'd like to get a little notification when my kids peed himself. No, that is so incredibly backwards. I was outraged by that. And I was like, you know what? If it is just like my mission in life to just be vocal about these kind of shit for brains designers that put things out there without actually thinking about the human behind the product, like that's going to be my mission. Like, I can't stand Johnson & Johnson. I think that whole company should just be fucking burned to the ground. I will never buy anything Johnson & Johnson. They are incredibly toxic. And they market to babies. Babies. Like, 
Baby soap, baby oil, baby cleaner, baby detergent, draft. Draft detergent is one of the most toxic detergents. They don't care. They don't care. I've read public apologies from Johnson & Johnson that are like, sorry, yeah, we use formaldehyde. And um, yeah, we know that it causes brain damage. And we know that it can disrupt the endocrine system. But, uh, you know, our profit margins, blah, blah, blah. Like, you read this and you're like, fuck you. Like, you know that you're hurting babies and you're making good money. What do your kids use? Something organic, I would guess. Because you're a chemical engineer and you know how detrimental formaldehyde is two babies, but if we add it to our product, it lasts a lot longer so we can keep things on the shelf and we can make a lot more money. Get over it. Like, so when I started thinking about, you know, this woman's post to me and how people identify me as like crunchy mom and you should be on a crunchy mom page and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, you just may not care about your child's development and your child's health. And I think that we're we're in a crisis as a, as a country when it comes to gender issues, mental health, learning disabilities, overall development, and definitely parent-child bonding. And I'm so tired of people just willingly ignoring the information as though it's just not a good fit for us. We identify differently as a family. Shut up. No, I'm sorry. You do not identify differently as a family. You're ignoring the information because it's not convenient. And I just don't, I don't relate to that. I don't understand how you can do that. If you genuinely just don't know something, look it up. Look it up. Go down the rabbit hole. Find out things. Feel the guilt of going, oh shit, I didn't know that. I'm ready to just purge my pantry and get everything out of my bathroom that's detrimental. Good for you. Woohoo! I will throw you a purging party and clap for you and I want you to just like share with all your friends why you're doing it how much money you think you wasted but make some changes change some things in your pantry in your bathroom in the clothes that you buy in the doctor that you see even when I pump my gas I put the gas thing in and then I get in the car because the fumes are toxic and it's not to like an extreme like I've said before there's balance to everything we don't want to be extremists right I know some people that it is their diet is so extreme that they never eat out in restaurants. Like I, I can't be like that. That's not at all convenient, but I do make healthy options when I'm in restaurants and I do make healthy choices by exercising the next day. And God knows I love some beer and I love some cocktails, but I'm going to also go for a run and I'm going to choose a cleaner cocktail than one that I know is toxic to the liver. And I may drink dandelion root tea in the morning to detoxify my system. So those are all things that we do that, to, to make some balance in our lives, but th- we can no longer ignore the information and we can no longer identify moms or categorize moms as crunchy or not. It needs to be crunchy crunchy versus caring. And if some crunchy mom comes at you and tries to share some information, just hear her out, listen to her, smile. If it's not a good fit, whatever, but at least do yourself and your family a favor and go home and look it up and check the sources. Find out, is it true? You're probably going to find mixed information on Google, but if you really dig down, dig deep and you look into like peer reviewed articles and journals, you're going to be really surprised how much information is out there that there are products that are quote unquote FDA approved that are extremely toxic and detrimental to health. There are quote unquote developmentally appropriate products that actually hinder development. Educational apps that limit education and limit learning. And I'm sorry, I just don't subscribe to any of those things. And hopefully if you're on this podcast, you're looking to learn a little bit too. And I really encourage you when you hear something, write it down, look it up, check the source and find out why I'm on this soapbox today and why I'm always like trying to preach about 
crunchier options. It needs to not be crunchy. It just needs to be mainstream. So you tell me, mom, are you crunchy or are you caring? And in your life, the friends that think you're crunchy or think you're granola or roll their eyes at you when you try to share information, maybe those people need a little sit down in a conversation about why you've made the choices that you do. And it can all be done with love. It doesn't have to be with hate. Ever, ever, ever do I subscribe to that. It always needs to be done with love. But what I love is myself and my friends and my family. And I love them enough to keep sharing information and keep inviting them to go down the rabbit hole and stop rolling their eyes as though that's more granola or that's too hippy dippy for me and open your eyes to the possibility that maybe hippies have it right because we get back to the earth, we get back to the roots and we practice things that are scientifically proven to improve our lives and our community and better us as humans and bridge the gap between the spiritual world and the physical world and reach a higher level of self-actualization by being crunchy. I want to take a moment to tell each of you about the Waldorf School, the Waldorf Forest School that I've started here in Bozeman, Montana. It's been a dream of mine for a while and I knew I couldn't start one in Austin because there is already a fabulous Waldorf school there. There's also a couple of um, spinoff and Waldorf-inspired programs. It would have been very difficult for me to have the land and the space that I wanted in Austin. We tried out Bend, Oregon for a little while, but politically, I just did not jive. And if you could tell by some of the tone in some of my episodes, I was a little angry, a little cynical. Um, There was just a weird, dark energy in that area, and I just was not vibing with it. Um, My partner and I both felt like we were just sort of struggling to connect with people, and it just felt... Um, kind of icky. So we've come here to Bozeman and we bought a 1930s log cabin that's been fully remodeled on the inside, but there is a detached three-car garage that we are converting into part of the school. Some of it will be workspace for the kiddos, um, but the best part of the property is that it is um, it sits on five and a half acres that backs up to a creek. And there's a meadow where we're probably going to be putting either a yurt or a geodome. Most of the property is hiking trails and timber. We've hung some natural play equipment, climbing rope tunnels, and uh, we put some logs out yesterday for a circle for some um, reading spaces or outdoor classroom, picnic tables, sand, mud, um, water play, so on. Now, if it sounds like it's not going to be very academic, um, you would be wrong. This is going to be um, following a a true Waldorf curriculum, which if you know anything about Waldorf education from what you've heard on my episodes or your own personal research, Waldorf is highly academic, but they teach using play and magic, imagination, story, uh, puppets, and and a lot of time outside in nature. But um, the focus is definitely on brain and body and heart develop development. Um, but also, academics are are usually far more advanced than what's being taught in a public school, uh, more in line with the private school education. So we're really excited about it. We're going to be starting um, the Monday, I'm sorry, not the Monday, the Tuesday after Labor Day. And if you know anyone in the Bozeman area, or if you are like so many of the listeners that I've heard from and you're looking for a change, please reach out, chelsea at joinwholeheart.com. Space is really, really limited. Even though it's a large property, we are trying to keep it small and manageable. Um, and we're, we're just starting with tribe one at this point, um, the ages five to seven. And we're hiring a certified Waldorf teacher to lead the children in 
all things Waldorf, woodworking, felting, painting, knitting, um, of course, all of the main lessons as well. And we are just so thrilled that this is actually coming to fruition. If you're interested in sharing this information with anyone, we have a website, epicbzn.com. That's E-P-O-C-H-B-Z-N.com. I love the name Epic. Um, it's actually probably pronounced Epoch or Epoch, however you want to say it. But um, Waldorf, I'm sorry, not Waldorf, Rudolf Steiner divided um, human development into seven-year epochs or epics, E-P-O-C-H. And each one of those focuses on thinking, doing, and willing, or head, heart, hands, truth, beauty, goodness. So there's a um, specific realm that, he, that a child is living in in each one of those epics. And so I thought that it was the perfect name for the school. So epicbzn.com. Please check it out. Share it with friends and family in the area. And um, you can also support the program, which is a nonprofit. If you would like to donate, you can just go to epicbzn.com and hit the donate button. And um, anything that you donate to Whole Heart through the crunchyparenting.com website, that also will likely go to supporting the school, uh, whether it's equipment or material or just my admin duties, which are insane at this point. Um, but whatever whatever you do donate, it will be going to the school and to the program and to some of the other passion projects that I've, I've um, added to my uh, philanthropic to-do list, should we say, over the years. But again, I really do appreciate your support. So please go to epicbzn.com and thank you for supporting the school.